What's up, everyone, and welcome back to school. But don't worry, everything is cool. I'm your host, Jalissa, and of course, I am here with the boys, Steve and Brandon. Say what's up, you guys. What's, what's up, up, what's up? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bro, it's the 40th episode. You messed it up. No. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. For the 40th time. For, for the 40th time, the time we needed to get it right the most. <sighs> I thought because it's like spooky season, bro. You, you didn't even tell did me. Did I scare you? <laughs> Am I scaring you? You did scare him. You did scare me. I'm yeah, it's all right. It's because it's, everybody deserves a good scare. And spooky season, bro. It's October. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Julie, I see you came in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing my Halloween shirt. And Brandon. Brandon looks like a gremlin today. It's because I'm the monster. Mm-hmm. Oh, because oh, you're representing that the real monster is humans? That's yeah. deep, bro. It's yeah. humans. That's deep. I actually <laughs> fuck with it. Yeah. What does your shirt say? Quicksilver. Wow. Also, you're Quicksilver. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Now I get it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't dye your hair green. I mean, gray. Green? Um, <laughs> oh, he's before you got your powers? Yeah. He's yeah. the cameo? I'm before I came out as... Yeah. You're, are, were you ever the type to be like, this is my costume, and it's just like you wearing like no. I'm a student? No? no? You dressed up? Yeah, I've always dressed up. I know. I'm pretending like I didn't go to school. <laughs> I've always dressed up, and what I've was, always gone What hard. was your best costume? My best costume... I don't know. Stevie, in, you, in your in, in your my opinion, eyes, yeah. What was his best costume? That when we were in college and you came as Ric Flair and you were in your undies and just a robe. That That's was true. pretty cool. That's true. That was pretty cool. Was that really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wearing the robe. <laughs> if that should have slipped off, somewhere out there, some girl has a picture of me and you. Oh yeah, when we were walking, because I was Macho Man, I was, uh-huh. and I had like the full like the big ass jacket with like the sleeves like super long Mm -hmm. and some chick came up to us and was like oh my god like i love your guys' costume can i take a picture and we were just like (laughs) and they took it was like a professional camera yeah Yeah, so i don't know yeah somewhere out out there if she's out if you're listening hit us up (laughs) in the dms that'd be crazy i don't know what it looks like man it looks hilarious yeah we were young too this is pre-pandemic too before i aged my hair was blonde was what? Wait, that was the one where it was like red and like yeah, yellow. yellow huh? Yeah, it's the much. It's the Slim Jim version where uh, he's like all like he has like patterns and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the fortieth, guys. So in your honor, we're all gonna be chugging a beer, and by all of us, just me, because <laughs> um, these guys have important things to say. Steve is the alcoholic in the family. That's, that's true. not true. <laughs> that is not true. He is I'm always drinking. That's not <laughs> true. That's not true. That's not true. I'm only drinking because I want the fans. To feel as though, like... He can stop whenever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and to feel as though they're hanging with the homies, you know? So, for everybody out there, you know, celebrate with me. Take a drink. Yeah. If you're driving, if you're... No, actually, cut that out. Censor that, censor that. Okay. No, we d- this show does not condone uh, drinking irresponsibly. But I will drink this beer for the 40th episode because I love everybody watching, listening. And so if you want to join Stevie, grab your own drink. Yeah, so get ready for uh, <laughs> some terrible takes from me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be drinking okay. too much. Go ahead, yeah. Julie. What you got? So today, I so one of the questions I have a couple questions, but the first question that I saw it was from like a TikTok, and it said, "Whenever I experience something new, I wonder if my parents would like this." And it talks about a lot of, about like the first generational guilt. Um, and I want to know if you guys ever feel that way. And I feel for me recently, I have been getting that where like sometimes I'll be going out with like my boyfriend and we'll go to like Universal Studios or like Disneyland. I mean, used to go to those places like with my family, but we don't go as much anymore because one, it got really expensive. And like now they also work a lot, too. And sometimes when I go to these places now as an adult, I'm like, 
I feel like I'm having the time of my life and I sometimes eventually think back of like when I used to go with my parents and I sometimes feel a little like guilty that they're not there with me or like they can't be here with me because I'm like oh they're busy they're working and like it's also just really really expensive and stuff so I was wondering if you guys ever have like those moments and like mm. do you guys ever feel that way uh, I'd say f- for well me. I'm not first generation so <laughs> yeah, but I mean yeah. you could still I guess to but do you right? do you now as like what what are you what generation would you be like second third second, second? I guess like You're second on my dad's <laughs> side but yeah, on my you mom's have, side I don't know <laughs> I don't know. I you just, have native blood, so. But I would guess. you say you? Do you ever feel that way now, or no? No, I feel like my dad does a pretty good job of making sure I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always telling me like he's always telling me how he's envious of my life. Like yeah. he wishes that he had all my opportunities and privileges and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's never. He's always saying like, you know, if you want to do nothing, do nothing. Mm-hmm. If you want to well, do whatever you want, do whatever you want, because like. He was like, you should take advantage of it. He's like, I couldn't. If I could, I would have, you know? Yeah. So my opinion is I feel like I think it's natural to probably feel bad. But I also mm-hmm. feel like if people's parents were also in your position, they'd probably do the same thing. So I don't think I think you should take advantage of those privileges, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I imagine even for uh, people in your position who like their dad tells them that it still kind of gets to them. Because I mean, they imagine like, damn, my dad's like a, wishes he was me fuck like what do i do with that yeah. now i feel guilty you you never feel any type of way like that i just feel like i respect them so much that i feel like i i have to listen you know i feel like because uh. he's so much older than me i feel yeah. like it's kind of like i don't know i feel like it, whenever i do feel like doubting it, it's kind of like uh but i mean what do i know you know he's in my life three times over so mm-hmm. like you honor his wishes in a way yeah i try to yeah least. no i for sure like i get what you mean julie i definitely feel like that it Sometimes I'm hanging out with my friends and we're having such a good time. We're at the beach, the movie theaters, out eating. And I think about how my parents at my age were busy raising kids. And it, it gets to me. Like, I'm like, I do get that guilt of like, I almost wish I could like reverse their age and like hang out with them as friends and show them yeah. all the cool places that I take my friends to. Because it's as if, because I think about how they nurtured me and I wish that I could give them the same nurturing back. And I don't know, for me, I it's not it's not the solution that i think most people have for me i try just to not think about it because i I agree with what brandon's saying i think they don't want us to be that way they really don't want us to be that way they made the sacrifices because they love us (coughs) sorry (laughs) the burps (laughs) i was drinking they made the sacrifices because they loved us and because they love us i think they will willingly do that as many times over as if they could like people talk about reliving like a moment i think if they could relive it they'd still have it the same way Mm. because they see the like freedom that we have so that's my perspective on it yeah and i guess the other thing is in a way they also live through us like what we explore and what we see is they live it through us because i always think back of like in high school when we had the the europe trip where we could go for like a whole like week to like europe um and i remember i never i didn't want to go like i remember i didn't want to go at all but i remember my mom told me that she was like i want you to go because i want you to experience it for me she was like i know that you don't want to go but she's like but i want you to like explore take pictures take videos whatever just so that you can go because we can't go wow um and i remember i was still like i don't want to go but i guess (laughs) i'll go and so like um i think that's when i kind of at the time that's kind of how I changed my perspective on it at 
I was just like, I guess I'll go and I'll explore these new places because like I'll eventually be able to show them like pictures and like videos and stuff, even though mm-hmm. like slightly I still felt guilty in the fact that they couldn't go because one is really expensive. Like it was really expensive to just take me there. Um, like we had to do like payment plans and stuff for like a whole year. And but it was still like knowing that they wanted me to go because they felt that like through me, they could still they could mm. say that they went. Yeah. Um, it, which is cool yeah. now, like to see when I do sh- show them pictures of like when I do meet like random celebrities, they're like, "Oh, send me those pictures," like because I think it is that they truly do live through us of like the different yeah. things and different types of events yeah. that we experience. It reminds me of uh, kind of what Leslie was talking about like a few weeks ago. It's that whole sentiment of like, my parents can't, so I will, right? So it's like. You do everything that they can't do. It gives me motivation to do more things. Like, just as you're speaking, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I got to go camping more. I got to enjoy, what is it, the fruit of their labor, yeah. right? I got to enjoy that more. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too, because I forgot what I was watching, but I was watching something, and I remember being like, I really want to go to, like, Oregon, and, like, oh, I really want to go to, like, Seattle and stuff. Mm-hmm and what's in oregon and um i don't know i just want to go to portland like because mm. I, I hear like it's very like naturey and like it's really nice and mm. really cool to like go there and then seattle like washington i just want to see the needle like because mm. i've always just seen it on tv so i'm like i want to see how that is and to me i was i was thinking like i wonder how like different it is from california because i've just been so used to just like exploring california where i'm like i wonder how it is going to a different state and if in my mind I can I I can feel that I'm in a different state, like mm. if I'm not still like I'm still in California, like we're just going like more up north, like so I'm always just curious as to like that, like if I would know and I would feel that I'm not in California anymore, mm. um, and I've been really wanting to like do that because sometimes when I was in Mexico, I remember I would be like walking, and I'm like that's crazy i'm in mexico like i'm in a whole other country like i would have like these weird like realizations of like i'm not in california anymore you could feel the spiritual pressure change. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of that when people come to la and are like oh, oh yeah we I, talked about that before right the, the what the spiritual pressure changing in la <laughs> <laughs> no isn't it that it has like a dark aura or some shit like yeah, that? yeah but it, it's like i've seen uh people say that they arrive to la and they're like, I feel this spiritual pressure coming from somebody here. That they're like, they feel they're drawing out negative and mm. malice onto them. Yeah. And mm. I don't know, as somebody who's lived here my whole life, um, it just, I don't know, it's just chill. It feels like any other place. I don't know, people hate on LA like so crazy. They gotta, they gotta bring it to that point, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I just think that a lot of people who come to LA, like i don't know i don't know a percent what would you say maybe like 80 percent of the people who come here Mm -hmm. like have like an intention of like Mm -hmm. well they want to get into a business you know what i mean and the businesses they want to get into are kind of scummy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i guess it's that because i mean i feel like people come here in a way there are people who come here like just because it's nice like you know there's nice weather and the beaches are right there but in my opinion i feel like the like most of the transplants are like they're trying to get into like social media or like acting, acting, music. Or music or something like that. And those businesses are just really like they're really scummy. Yeah. So I feel like that's more what they're picking up on because I feel like it's just a bad work environment. Yeah. Why but, do you guys think well, they're like scummy? Go ahead, Julie. No, because well, I was going to say like when people go to Hollywood and stuff, 
and it's like all like dirty and like it's all it's not what you yeah. see on tv yeah um and i feel like just people come with a very high expectation that when they see it, it it's kind of like uh, it's angel's paradise yeah the city of heaven yeah. angels and it's yeah. like we have so many problems here and i just think it's also like within those industries i think it's just also really hard to get into so once you like don't oh. get into them as easily as you thought you would that's when you start having like a negative perspective on everything and you're like bro they fucking suck like they don't want to like hire me yeah. like what's their problem like yeah. i don't know i, I just assume that I that's the way mean. it is like yeah. it's kind of like when you when you get a no from like a job or like somebody just says no to you and you automatically like have the negative thought of of them already yeah because there's I've, I've seen some actors like who are like really famous actors like the de niro's and shit like that we talk about how like they had to go to like thousands of auditions and it was yeah. constantly no 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 mm-hmm. so i feel like yeah you probably come here thinking like oh, i just need one yeah like i just need one and, like and the first one i get i'll probably not get out of the park yeah and that doesn't happen you know well, and i think that's where the hate comes from like especially more from nepo babies yeah. where they're like oh because mm. like your family is like they're already in the industry and that's how you got in i mean there's like good and bad to that but it's just like i think that's where more of the hate starts coming from where yeah. it's like because of other people who are not from here yeah. they're like oh like this is how you got it like they they start to what is it um invalidate the way mm-hmm. you got there yeah because like they're not getting there and i think that's where like all the negative just like starts overall i yeah. always think that's that's interesting because in a weird way everybody would prefer if their kids were nepple babies like everybody hates on nepple babies but i think a lot of people actually would become nepple babies. Like, think about if, and for anybody out there who in a business you want to succeed in, if you then succeed in that business and you think about all the hard work you had to do, and then you have kids and they want to be in the same business, you'd obviously be like, yeah, yeah, I could get you in. Like, I could tell I you think, these guys. I think that's true. But I also think a lot of the hate comes from, like, a lack of transparency. Like, mm. I feel like uh, there are, I guess, nepple babies or people who are, like, you get the idea from them like oh they're just like me like they started like uh from nothing and they became something and there are people like that who exist right that, mm-hmm. that they slept in their car and did something but there's also i'd argue like 90 percent more who are like oh the son of a famous producer because in ariana grande she's like the son of like uh, i mean the daughter of like yeah a, they were both lawyers famous. i think right yeah someone's like with tons of money so it's like it's kind of like that thing with the kardashians right where it's like it's not that they have a specific problem with them it's just that they're they're not really transparent with all the work they get done. So when they are, they're always like, kind of like, oh, you too can look like me. It's kind of yeah. like you're leaving out the part where you spent millions on your body, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's all related to the L.A. scene, too. I think it's just <laughs> the L.A. is like the city of broken dreams. People come here. Well, because everybody's trying to do something. I feel like I don't know anybody who isn't trying to kind of do something yeah. like i mean mm-hmm. even we're we're doing the podcast There's people true, true. trying to be models photographers yeah. actors uh songwriters producers like it's kind of that's kind of just like the vibe around here yeah so i think people kind of associate that with the entire city yeah which isn't all that fair i think but you know it is what it yeah, is yeah we have blue collar i work a blue collar <laughs> job i got a regular person drum i still work at a movie theater which is i guess still la right mm. yeah but I worked at um, I don't know where I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to say on camera. Don't no disclosure. I worked. Uh, I was a camp counselor, and then um, camp counselor like <gasps> in Friday Thirteen, like the spooky season. That. You were actually that. a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but know, it wasn't like at a camp. It uh, was like at a facility. Uh, it was at a YMCA. Hey, <laughs> hey campers. I hey, the, campers. Hey, campers. Did you wear yeah. the whole like suit and everything? No, I had I had a shirt that said like summer camp YMCA. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> but I, it was like an or, it was like a bright orange shirt. Wow. Save it, bro. It's going to be vintage one day. I know. I, I didn't even have it somewhere in my closet. That's cool. But yeah. yeah, I used to take care of just little kids. Do you have any scary stories to tell to our viewers for Spooky Season? It was at a gym. It was at a gym. <laughs> so it doesn't mean it can't be scary. I mean, the Did scary part was when the roof like leaked and the and a giant blood? and a giant hole just like. Uh, it's it's more like uh, <laughs> practical. <or laughs> the plumbing. Yeah, the it was slime. it was at an old hotel. Oh, that's cool. A haunted old hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We would go into the pool and it was like weirdly like eerie. Which one was like jelly, like blood? Mm-hmm. Which YMCA? Bando. Hey, you guys can't give away locations. I don't work there anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was only there for like one summer and then I went back to San Francisco. That's cool. Very because cool. somebody got murdered? Yeah, somebody got murdered. Um, I'm trying to make it spooky, bro. Plumbing, like collapsed on them. <laughs> Honestly, but the building was interesting. Well, because it's, it's like a, it, it was like one side is a gym and then the other side is the old hotel. So mm. it's like right across from each other. Haunted old hotel. Mm-hmm. Haunted. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie's trying to theme it so hard. I know. I want this to be a spooky season episode. Talking about spooky things. No, All right, go ahead. <laughs> what else did you bring? So the other part that I, that I had was, so uh, I've been seeing like TikToks about it. And so I was like, I want to I wanna know what you guys think. So getting into a relationship and having the fear of missing out. So basically what they were saying is just that like a lot of people have this fear about like getting into a relationship. And yeah, it's nice. And they meet like this really great person. But they fear that once they get into this relationship, they'll miss out on meeting somebody else who's better. Mm. or like doing things that you can't do once you're in a relationship i guess yeah that's tough and so uh in the tiktok it talked about how there's just a lot of people who i guess we're relating to it where they do feel the fomo where they're like oh they're scared of getting into a relationship because they feel like they're gonna miss out or they can potentially find someone i don't know prettier or with better personality yeah like with yeah. all that stuff and they were just saying that a lot of i guess this generation is kind of like falling into that i think it's just because social media because like you're on tiktok yeah. you're like well there's another model right there mm-hmm. like you know like um, the different exposures <clears throat> now well that we i just think it's like it's like options right you know there's apps now you can just swipe and there's like a trillion options you know yeah um but i don't know i feel like there's no matter what you do there's always going to be someone prettier there's always going to be someone who's cooler mm. like you know there's just always going to be something better something mm. to make you unhappy until yeah. you love yours but yeah i think it's, <laughs> uh, yeah uh-huh. genuinely i think the grass is greener where you water it you know mm. it's not really greener on the other side i yeah. feel like it's always just going to be like that so i feel like and i think it also goes both ways it's contradictory because i think you could say like oh i'm missing out on something great if i get with this person well, you're also missing out on something great if you do get with, if you don't get with that person, yeah. Yeah. because no, no, it could be fucking amazing. Um, I don't know; it's weird because it's like begging for perfection when everybody's an imperfect person. Because mm-hmm. I, I agree with you; like the grass is greener where you water it. Um, I, there was a quote, right? That I don't know who said it; like a philosopher said it. Mm-hmm. It's like um, 
I don't think soulmates exist, but if they do exist, you don't find them, you make them. So saying that whoever you end up being with, you guys can work together to make each other your guys' soulmate, yeah. right? That's from The Good Place. I watched that show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was it good? Was oh, it really? Yeah, it's good. It's the same people who made The Office. So, Is oh, that right. the one with, uh, with uh, the girl? What was her name? Is her name Christian like Bell or something? Yeah. Like? Right. Oh yeah, I've okay. seen that. We were talking about that show. Yeah, though. yeah. I've like heard about it. I've been wanting to watch it, even though I know like kind of what happens. But I'm like, I'm curious to see how they like wrote it. So I'm um, or like how it's yeah. like made and stuff, and like what ha- yeah. what actually happens. Because yeah. I've only ever heard. But yeah. yeah. But back but, to the topic, yeah. right? Um, what do you think, Julie? Well, because yeah, I just feel like, um, because I'm kind of like. In a relationship, I feel like you should work on, like, what you have, you know? And, like, there is to a certain degree, like, if you feel like you're not happy in that relationship, then, yeah, then maybe move on from it. But I don't think you should go into the relationship having that, like, fear of, like, missing out. Because it's, like, because it's kind of like how you said, like, I think if you have that fear, I think you're already going to miss out on the person that you actually already have. Like, you're going to miss on their full potential. Like, you still don't know. You still are meeting them, and you don't know their full potential yet. And I think you kind of having that doubt. I think it's normal to have the doubt. Like, I think it's okay, like, if you have that doubt. But I don't think, like, it should overtake what you currently already have with that person because I feel like it's, it's a lot of just you building that relationship with them. And I think it is a lot of work. And like, and that's up to you if you want to do all that. But I feel like you shouldn't have that fear, or like you do, you can, but it's like it's okay. But it's like, yeah, it's, just kind of push through it a little. Yeah, right? I think I think it's just it's it's like it's okay. And I feel like well, because I'm like personally for me, I don't think I ever had that fear for myself. <clears throat> I think my fear was just like getting hurt in the first place. I think it was just like me getting into a relationship was me just more getting hurt or like me g- having the fear of getting hurt in the relationship. Because I remember when I went through the breakup and like how hurt I was after it happened. That was more my fear. My fear wasn't that like, oh, maybe I'll meet someone better or someone a lot more handsome or whatever. Um, I don't think I really ever had that feeling. But to see that like people do have that is just like interesting. Does it hurt it's, you? Like, a little bit because <laughs> i'm like because i'm like does everyone have that because like, i could hear it and i feel like i kind of hear it in the way you're talking about it you mm-hmm. you so you i could tell you genuinely didn't think of like that people feel that way yeah right? like i didn't i didn't know that people had i guess that fear of like missing out on someone else mm-hmm. which makes me a little more i don't know insecure <laughs> <laughs> at this moment <laughs> where where i was like well because it's like because i don't know i I feel like I've heard it more from guys. I was going to say, girls. is it a gender thing? And that's why, like, I don't know. As I was doing the research, I was like, was it guys or like, girls? It was. I think it was a guy who said it mm-hmm. that he's like he's he's with this like more like beautiful girl and like she treats him really well and like all these things, but he feels like he could potentially like meet someone else who's prettier or something. Mm-hmm. So he's like. So he's in this doubt of whether he's he should stay in the relationship or or like if staying in a relationship is a little more lame. Um yeah. because like he could potentially find Ooh, okay. find something better I with have his things life. To say. Go ahead. <laughs> so in my head I was like I don't know, I just kept thinking of like 
I'm just like you. You were like, I feel like you shit. miss. You miss. <laughs> I feel like you just miss more in the potential of like who you have, yeah. like because then eventually it does become where I don't know. I guess yeah, in men where they're like, oh, the one that got away, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you realize her potential once you went out there and you didn't find anyone, and it's like, well, at that point, like it's too late to go back because I'm I don't know depending on the person if they want to take you back, but I'm like, for me, I'd be like, no, like if you didn't see my potential, then pissed? like, yeah, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be pissed, bro. But yeah. And that's why I'm like, I feel for, I don't know, I guess a lot of men are like missing out and that's, mm-hmm. that's what kind of happens. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, cause I get, I get the frustration and I get the wanting to feel insecure. Cause even when you brought the question up, I'm like, that's, so, that's kind of sad. Cause it's like, it makes you think like so I'm not immediately enough. You have to the mm-hmm. fact that you even have that doubt. But I, I think that it's just a human thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a guy thing, but if it is a guy thing, then these are my thoughts. I think that there is like a societal pressure. Um I don't think people do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a societal pressure for guys like uh I always say this, but I think for some reason there's something subconscious that equates the amount of women that you can obtain as a man to your value as a person. Mm-hmm. So if a man can, like, as many women as he can attract and be with is how much that man is worth. That's not right, obviously. That's a yeah. lot. Of, that's very problematic and ethically, obviously, fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something societal-wise is kind of, like, gives us that pressure. So that's why I think guys are more like, oh, I pulled this beautiful girl. What if I can pull an even more beautiful girl? What if mm. what if it's not about their potential? It's about my potential. Yeah. What if I don't figure out my own potential? Mm. And I could be with like this beautiful babe who's into all this these things that I'm into. And I think that's like a it's one of those things where I think it's like a dream that's fake. Like I, I think people believe in it and people believe that that's like possible. That yeah. um but I, I I think that it's wrong that, and that's why you see a lot of loneliness. And guys, because they put away genuine connection and they put it away as like it's this game, like my gamer score. Like, oh, I, I scored this beautiful chick. Like, yeah, like now let me see if I can get even better at it and mm-hmm. score somebody else. Um, so I think that's what my immediate thought is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything healthy. I think it's a, it's a, a dream that people try to sell to you that isn't real. Like most dreams, like the people say the American dream is. Um, <laughs> not to compare <laughs> the American dream and having a lot of girls, yeah. but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of things too. I agree with that. I feel like um, there's also that idea of like, oh, my person, my soulmate, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's also kind of like, what's the word? Not loaded, but like, I feel like if you genuinely believe in soulmates and mm-hmm. genuinely believe in like, I'm gonna find the person that's for me, then it's gonna find you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, if mm-hmm. that's really your belief, then you're chilling. Like, you'll you'll meet them eventually. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's out of your hands, you know? But I think people have that, like, notion of, like, but there's someone better for me. There's someone who's into everything I'm into. Mm-hmm. I don't have to compromise. I don't have to do this. We're just perfectly, you know, two halves of the same whole. Yeah. Um, and I think because of, like, you know, shit on your phone, you know, you see people on social media, mm-hmm. uh, you see people who, like, Oh, this person is prettier. And look, they they looks like they're into what I'm into. Why can't I have someone like that? You know what I mean? But I feel like there's always a cost to something. Like yeah. you they might be into some of the things you're into and they might be prettier or whatever, but there might be something else that you didn't even know about. I just don't think there's ever such a thing as like 
you're never going to meet someone who's completely perfect, you know, yeah. who's your complete perfect compliment. I think you have to just meet somebody who's like willing to work with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't think people want to like work. Like, yeah. You know? Beautifully said, bro. Beautifully do said. You think, <laughs> do you think then that as men, do you think they settle? <laughs> do men settle? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> settle down. Like settle down and <laughs> like have a settle family. and like like if they're like oh like I don't think I'm gonna find anything else so I'll just settle with this one. Um, I think that's that happens, but I wouldn't say that's every guy. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say that's like a specifically a guy thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's like a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, I I I guess for me I'm also like with that whole like oh the grass is greener on the other side. I'm also thinking about how like. What if you don't meet someone else? What if this was your opportunity? Yeah. You're going to throw away an opportunity? I just feel like mm -hmm. if an opportunity presents itself to you, you should you should try it. You yeah. know what I mean? If it fucks up, then it fucks up, you know? But at least you mm -hmm. rest at night knowing, like, well, at least I had the balls to play that hand, yeah. you know? I feel like if you're constantly like, no, 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 I could do better. I can do no, better. Mm -hmm. To me, that just seems more like a like kind of a cop-out, like being scared to play a hand. Cause I feel like you're never. I feel like you're just never gonna be in a position where it's like it's suddenly like okay, the stars aligned. I'm ready. Yeah. I feel like no matter what position you're in, you're gonna have to take mm -hmm. the gamble of like, my fuck this up. This might not be my person, but that's part yeah. of the deal, you know. Yeah. Or it might be my person, and then you're like, wow, I won. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sometimes even having the doubt is your sign that this is the one, you know. Yeah. Because interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I think that could be it. I think. It just goes back to the just the fear of yeah. like commitment. This is it, mm -hmm. yeah. Like the fear of like, yeah, like commitment and settling, and you're like, fuck, like, am I ready for that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think a lot of just people go through that where, um, and then that's where like the doubt comes from. Yeah, I would assume so. You know, I just feel like I get being scared to walk a path, but I feel like I feel like you just got to learn to walk it anyways. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I feel like. That's part of life, like, yeah. you know. Sometimes you I, walk it and it goes good. Sometimes mm -hmm. you walk it and it goes bad. But that's like that's necessary. I feel like you can't be too scared to make no moves. Mm -hmm. You can't just do nothing. You have to do something, you know. Yeah, I always feel like it's better to be like, okay, I did it, instead of being in like the what if, you know. Yeah, and being mm -hmm. like, oh, what if it would have worked out, you know? Yeah, like I think it's more to just take the risk and see how far it goes and. As long as, like, in the end, you're like, yeah. I tried it, you know? I, I tried mean, it. Yeah, that's why people say that, uh, like, situationships and, like, when you don't get with somebody, oh, that heartbreak almost hurts more than when you just naturally break up with somebody. Mm -hmm. Because you, when you were with somebody, you understood that it just wasn't going to work out. But with, like, situationships and, I guess, like, romances that never actually, f like... Fully take off? Yeah, you're always left with the what if. Mm -hmm. And so that hurts a lot because, for all you know, it could have been even better. But with the relationships, like, you know, you knew, like, oh, no, this isn't going to yeah. work out. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, this isn't on the schedule, but I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys think that everything is fair in love and war? Have you guys heard that phrase? You've all never is, heard All is fair in love and war. Yeah. It's a All is fair in love and war. No? It's a popular phrase. No. It's a book? I thought it was a book. I think you're thinking of The Art of War. Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, Julie. You're funny. You've never heard of, of All is fair in love no, and I war? No, have, I've heard of it. You know what it means? But what does right? it mean? It basically just means that like there's no rules. There's no rules in when love. it comes to love, and there's no rules when it comes to war. Yeah. So let's say you you, mm. you know how you have a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody was in love with your boyfriend. 
they're technically allowed to do whatever they want to try to pursue your boyfriend because all is fair in love and war. Mm-hmm. Saying that, like, if you're into somebody, no matter what, so like, like let's say, game. let's say some chick was <laughs> yeah. into your to your guy, you'd think that the right thing to do would be like, oh, well, she has a he has a girlfriend, I should just leave that. Yeah, but, and with that in mind, you'd be like, no, but I'm in love with him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue yeah. him at all costs. Fuck his girl. Yeah. Or even like some girl single, but you like them and then your homie likes them too. And it's like, well, I'm going to I'm like somehow like find a way where he's like, he gets sent off to war or something <laughs> to the military. I'm going to sign him up and, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get with her um, to So that way, like, and she was more into him, but then she falls into you. So it's like, oh, you know, everything's fair and love and war. You know, so it's 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 a uh, reasonable, I guess. I don't know if so I I don't know if I agree, but I feel like people act that way. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that's the most that's like the most common way people act. I, I don't mean, know. What do you do? You guys uh, think? Because I think love is such like a powerful feeling. I almost want to be like. I think it's. I agree. Like everything is fair in love and war. Where like, I think if you truly feel like you're in love with this person, obviously there's ethical concerns. Like maybe don't do that. Like if they have like. Don't be on your Ariana Grande shit. Like, <laughs> home wrecking. Like, home wrecking, yeah. But, I mean, like, if you genuinely feel like you're into this this girl, and I don't know, she's, like, she's like m- into somebody else, I think you can, like, maybe, like, try to wedge yourself in there as long <laughs> as it's, like, ethically, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Eth- what happened to bro code? Ethically <laughs> positive. I mean, it's not your friend. I was saying oh. that, dude. Yeah. I'm not talking about so, Yeah that's so you, different So you're saying uh, that if, if a guy likes a girl And the girl has he a boyfriend should She should just She should just, she should just, just wait <laughs> I mean Wait what? Wait around Until she breaks up with her uh, man Yeah I guess so Sabotage that's, the that's relationship That's what I mean I don't know about sabotage <laughs> But yeah <laughs> like, I, think, I think that comes from like movies mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. I feel like that comes from movies I don't know if what, that's always where, where you want to sabotage? No like when it's like Oh she's with that guy But she should be with me You know mm-hmm. That kind of thing and I'm like, I'm gonna Romeo and Juliet his ass. Yeah, I feel like that's like every telenovela. Well, <laughs> well even in the Office, right? With Jim and Pam, I mm-hmm. feel like oh, yeah, Jim basically does the all is fair in love and war. Yeah, he pursues her even though she's engaged. Yeah, the right thing to do, right, would to be like, like leave her alone yeah. and respect her marriage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you like Jim and Pam, does he does he make does he actually make any moves? Yeah, yeah. He, remember, he kisses her. There's, there's that one. No? He, he kisses her. He tells. Remember, there's that one time where he like picks her up and he's like playing around and she's like, "Get off me!" You remember that I time? Don't remember. I always see that clip yeah. on TikTok. But if you like the Jim and Pam romance, you believe in all this fair and love. But I feel like they they so. skate around it by making uh, what's her man's name? Ron Roy. I'll be like an abuser. Yeah, or some well, shit. he's not an abuser. He's just kind of a douchebag, right? Yeah. Right. So I feel like they, well, skate they yeah it. they make it <clears> seem that like. Her relationship with her other guy is a little miserable. Yeah. So then they make her like Jim be a little bit better. Yeah. Like he's like he's so nice to her. He treats her really well. So like it makes it seem like he's not really harming. because yeah. it's already bad. Yeah, because I have a friend <laughs> who told me that they their parents met with uh their their mom worked at a restaurant. She was like the waitress, like a diner restaurant where she's like behind the counter, uh, and that his dad. Work like a blue blue collar job, like in construction, like around the area, and he would go every day to that diner to ask specifically for her. But she was married at the time to to uh, I think like his half brothers, like dad. Yeah, yeah. This is a real story. This is a real story. Yeah. Um, and um, he would go every single day, like basically saying like, "Yo, like be mine, like be my girlfriend, like be be with me." 
And she was always like, nah, like, I have a husband, whatever. And then uh, eventually they split, like, got divorced. And he's like, well, I hear about what happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he needed, like, a shoulder to cry on. I don't I'm know. Right here. I, I, and they're, they're married now. I don't know. I feel like I'm not always convinced, but I want to be convinced that I feel like it'll all work out. Like, you know? In a cool. relationship? I just think... I Every, just, what did you just say? Everything's cool. <laughs> everything's cool. I just think that... I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that I'm always convinced, but I want to believe that you you always end up in the right spot. If you do the right thing. If you mm. if you try your best, you do the right thing, you put your best foot forward, that you'll end up where you need to be. So I don't think... Like, oh, yeah, I'll just see. do that. Yeah. So kind of like Jim, where he was in the right place. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, or I like just, the story of, of that. Of I just more mean like, let's say you're like, like, I just mean like, yeah, just do the right thing. Just try your best and be a good person where you can be. And I feel like life will take care of you if you do what, that. Spooky season. Okay. Um, Judy, what would you do if your boyfriend was a ba- vampire? Would you still be with him? What if he was a worm? A worm? A worm? <laughs> no, I guess that's spooky, right? A vampire? A vampire can, worm. Can we... <laughs> <laughs> a vampire no okay a vampire a vampire if he was a vampire yeah could, he we, was like, could we recreate twilight then would, uh, he, would you have him bite you would bite you be yeah would i become a vampire mm-hmm. would, yeah would you ask do i get superpowers i don't know yeah i mean it, I guess just, like, a vampire. I guess just dep- like in twilight there's a small chance that he yeah he kills you when he bites you i guess it depends on what your favorite vampire is i don't know they're they always have different powers the fucking vampires in Twilight have like I magic. I guess. I mean, if he shines in the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't. With him? In, in Twilight, it's not because they melt; they just shine in the sun, right? Yeah, they yeah. they shine <laughs> in the sun. They're sparkly in the They're sun. They're sparkling. He reminds me of stars. So yeah. Okay. I'd yeah. be with him. Okay. Shine. Good to know. All right, Julie. What's next on the? I'm down agenda? for a werewolf, though. A werewolf. An indigenous king. Yes. An indigenous king. king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more down for a werewolf, though. Damn! All is fair in love and war. Part two. Do you see? You have to choose between vampire yeah. boyfriend or werewolf boyfriend, and they're both pursuing you. All is fair in love and war. The yeah. werewolf kills the vampire boyfriend. So that's crazy. So even in a marriage, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. New, they in- say. new insecurity unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. You really think people people will do anything? People are wild like that. That's why whenever I see a side note tangent before we go to the next <laughs> one, there's I keep seeing like on the internet, I keep seeing like what has the world come to? And it's like a shocking video of have you seen a I hope this doesn't get demonetized. But there is a video of um somebody forgot their ranch at the Jack in the Box drive thru. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, it happened over the weekend. Um and he throws his order at the at the fucking drive thru crew and the drive thru clerk clue crew fuck crew he she takes out a glock bro and she starts shooting at the customer and the customer drives away have you seen it no. it's crazy but anyways i bet uh, i'll never do that again yeah <laughs> and then uh the caption was like what has the world come to this is this and i was like huh like and then i saw another one that said the same thing what has the world come to i just think that like you guys are still shocked that people are like this i feel like so obvious obviously some people are going to be like that doesn't mean the whole world is like that people are so terrible it's just to say that i don't know bro there's people like that everywhere and it's okay i mean it's not okay but it's okay you'll be okay i just think people's entitlement is crazy yeah what to just just everything like like well because i used to work at fucking apple and like that shit was just like people were so fucking entitled when they were when they were just buying a fucking cable like you wish you could pull out the clock (laughs) (laughs) All right, no more mention of the Glock. Right. <laughs> we'll get demonetized. Um, 
but go ahead, Julie. What's next on the um, agenda? So, uh, so for the next part, I was going to talk about <laughs> um, a New Year's resolution that I had at the beginning. So, if y'all been fans since the beginning of Todo Chido, um, our first episode we talked about New Year's resolutions. And one of my resolutions was going to therapy. So I've been going to therapy now. <laughs> Everybody clap. <laughs> I wish we could move the little. If we had it. the blue one. It's the blue one? I think so. Press it. He presses Ooh. the wrong one. Ooh. Uh, ah. Well, it's, it's spooky, spooky season. season. <laughs> okay, it's the other, the light blue one. Uh. <laughs> Maybe the, maybe the, I'm not pressing anymore. <laughs> one more, one the more. The yellow one. The yellow one. I can't reach No, I think one. the pink. I can't, I can't do the pink. Do the pink. No, the that's, the, one. that's the magical one. Oh, no, no, no. I told you. Okay, then the next one, the next one, the next one. Last one for real, for real. No, you press both of them. Okay, it was the well, yellow one. Pretend, imagine those were clapped. Damn, that one's going on for a minute. It. Oh, it's over. That one was going. That one was long. That shit was funny. I've been going to therapy. But <laughs> what, what a good joke. But you were saying, Julie. I'm sorry. No, yeah. So <laughs> I've been going to therapy. I actually started going since July. So it's been since July. Julie. <laughs> since no? Julie. No, I like it. I like. But <laughs> <crickets. laughs> it was the green one. It was the, oh, yeah, it was the blue one. It was, one. The, it was the light blue one. <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> I'll get you a, a stick. So yeah, <laughs> I know we should get you a stick. What the fuck have we been doing? Like we could actually probably move. It. Anyways, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, but yeah. Since we were talking about the previous questions, I just kept thinking about my last session. So my last session actually went pretty good. Um, I think these last few like sessions that I've had, usually like I'll talk about like my feelings and like what I have going on. But this last session, um, just because these past few weeks I have been kind of going through it, just through like personal stuff, work mostly work related and a little bit of personal stuff. And so, like, I had told her that, like, bro, I'm going through it. Like, I'm really going through it. Through it. And like, um, the way my sessions would happen is at first I would do them every week, and then now my sessions are every two weeks. Um, and so basically like this, these whole past two weeks before like my other session, like I was really, um, going through a lot. And so I told her that I, I felt like, and I'm going to share a little bit of like what I learned. So, um, I came out really positive out of that one. Um, this last session, because I told her that like previously a lot of like my past has been like kind of coming back and it's been like not haunting me but it's just been like it's just like it's it's been affecting me a lot of like just hearing stuff from my past and like just things have been like coming up that that have felt very strange and so I told her that I felt like I don't know if if this is kind of like the world telling me that like I should face them or like if I should um dip a little bit more back into my past and stuff and what she told me was that like Again, it's more of, like, I give power to things. Like, I give power to these negative thoughts, to these negative feelings, and, like, um, I give things meaning. So if something means that, like, this is, like, the world testing me, then that's what it's going to mean because I gave it that meaning. Um, but she's like, but if you don't want it to be that meaning, like, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be, like, oh, somebody from your past just wants to talk to you, and that's it. Like, 
you know, there's just past relationships that just happen to come back and that's completely normal. Um, and I remember feeling that like when she was saying that, I remember thinking that I've had friends who have actually always told me that where they're like, you know, like you give power to what people say to you. Like you give you either let it affect you or you let it like just brush it off kind of thing. And to kind of just hear it from her, I feel like it was really like a lot. It was really a lot more powerful where like I took it and and I think that's why I came out of my session a lot more positive because I was like, I think um, I do give like a lot of things meaning. And I think because I've always been stuck in such a negative mindset that like if something is happening that I don't like, it stays negative. So after that, um, I kind of did like face my fears and like I did it and like nothing happened. Like there wasn't any like negative, negative thought to it. There was like no negative, like meaning to it. Um, and so, yeah, so I was like, therapy has been going pretty great. (laughs) And so, um, I don't know. I feel like I've been like learning a lot and like, um, I mean, you guys saw me with my first few sessions. I was pretty emotional. Like I was pretty much going through it because I was being a lot more open with like my emotions and stuff. And I think I'm still in that realm of like not wanting to be vulnerable at times because I feel like I've always had this face of like being tough at times when like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of did that to myself where I was just, I just needed to be strong for certain people and stuff. And so now, like, I feel like since since I've gone, I feel like I've been, like, super emotional, which is still, like, strange to me. Like, it's still a little more, like, out of the norm for me. But it's been good, and I would I would recommend if you want to go, you should take uh, the leap of it. I mean, for me, my own personal stuff, like, I said that, what, in January? And then I finally looked up stuff, and I think I always had, like, the homepage. So I went through, it's called Latinx Therapy. So I found it through, like, my other friends posting it on social media. And from there, I, like, looked it up, and it just gives you, like, um, you could put in, like, where you want to, so where you live, like, your zip code. And then from there, you also have the options of filtering, like, if you have insurance. So I had I have my own health care insurance. So I looked it up to who can work with me. And then it gave me three options, um, but they were all really far. Some of them are, like, in Downey or West Covina, and we're in L.A., so, like, it's pretty far. Um, But they do online therapy, so I do it virtually. Um, And that was weird, too, because I was more interested in the fact of actually meeting someone face-to-face than talking to, like, my laptop. So that was really, like, weird in the first place because I was like, I don't want to do virtual. But um, And I think that's what kind of, um made me delay everything because I was more like I do want to like meet with someone in person but I was like it's fine like I'll do like the consultation like I'll meet whoever my therapist is and stuff and so I did it through that but it took me a long time I mean I said that in January and I didn't start going to therapy until like end of July so it took a while like but six half the year <laughs> yeah but it's okay it took it took a while but I feel like um I mean it's going it's been going pretty well um it's still a strange thing to me because sometimes i'm like am i doing therapy right like is my (laughs) is my therapist actually that good like um so i'm not a professional either like i'm just saying that like i'm and i'm not like cured fully like (laughs) either from like going to therapy but i just think it's nice to talk to someone else other than your friends i think that's that was like my biggest lesson from this last session because how i said like i feel like all of these things like 
my friends have told me, but I think there's a whole difference when it's someone who's like a little more from the outside and doesn't know fully like your story to like kind of hear that and like kind of hear like those words of encouragement. Like sometimes it's not always positive. Um, It tried like I try to make it positive. But this last time, I think was just like on its own. It was completely just positive of the way I should kind of shift my mind on certain things. And so, yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, it's been going good. That's good, bro. I'm 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 proud of you, bro. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I wish I, I, I pretend I'm pretending right now that the clapping emoji <laughs> is playing. Um, but I'm proud of you, bro. Because yeah. you literally said that you could go back and watch the first episode at the end. That's literally what you said you wanted to do. Yeah. I still need to do mine, bro. I need to get tased by, by <laughs> a taser. Taze. I have a taser. I'll tase you. Yeah. What that's, was yours? That's my third. Better? I don't remember. You don't remember? You don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if you've had, you even had one. I don't remember I you don't saying remember. anything. I do I remember, remember hers being therapy. I don't remember what yours was. Yeah. I think you said, you know what? I do remember. He said, be chill, have fun, vibe. That's, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Have you been doing that? Have you yeah, been so, doing that? I feel like, you feel I, like you? I feel like that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm the only one who hasn't now hasn't done it. So I have a taser, bro. Just let me know. For spooky season, I'm down. I'm down to Damn. be tased. Yeah, well uploaded. It'll be funny. <laughs> we'll do like Yosabo the, the taser edition. But somebody's gotta play with me. Oh, oh, every time every time uh you, you get, get it wrong, wrong, you get yeah. tased. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done, I'm done. That sounds fun. I don't wanna be tased though. But well, if too I play, bad. But if I play, he'll lose for sure. It's not very. Okay, then then, then you'll play ass. against. Him. No, I don't want to play. <laughs> you'll be okay. You'll have you'll have uh, therapy after. Bruh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He, if if you if you get it wrong, you drink, and if he gets it wrong, he gets tased. That's how's that fair? Because that's, that? that, that's your how New Year's resolution. No, but bro, bro uh, just going back to what you were saying, I think yeah. you know what what really like uh, is sticking with me. The part where he says like it's nice to talk about with somebody outside your friends because some of the things that your therapist told you. Is things that you've already heard. I think that's so interesting to me because I think <laughs> it, it it just reminds me that sometimes the answer is, is really so in your face. It reminds me of a long time ago, Brandon, you and me were having a conversation about advice, about how sometimes advice is kind of just pointless because everybody deep down really knows what they need to do. And the advice is just kind of either to reaffirm what you, you're thinking or if it says something that's the opposite of what you want, you you feel it on the inside of like no that's not the answer mm-hmm. and i i think that's what it kind of reminds me of is that deep down like i think everybody knows what's up like what's wrong with mm-hmm. what they're doing it's just that getting that professional help from somebody that you're like okay i can trust this person it just like enlightens you to wow like the power is in you how mm-hmm. you were saying like the power is all in you like it's always there and that's cool bro makes me want to go to therapy and see what's up be like what what's wrong what's wrong because like i feel like it's a professional you know it's like a pro they study that they know what they're doing they know what to say Mm -hmm. because i feel like you know it's good to get you know from your friends and stuff but sometimes they don't know what the fuck they're talking about you know like (laughs) they're fucked up too they don't know like uh <laughs> you know, so I feel like it's really good yeah. if you if you have the privilege and you know it's available to you. I think yeah. you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah, and second thing you made me think about is when you said like I haven't been cured. I think um, I don't think you'll ever be cured because I don't think you're sick of anything. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody naturally suffers from life. <laughs> that's just yeah. life. Um, that's that's just me to say that. Don't worry, bro. There's nothing wrong with you. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with anybody else who goes to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's just a checkup. I mean, yeah. I go to the gym doesn't mean I'm like sick, like I'm sickly, like I'm yeah. my bones are are in need of some exercise. It's just 
good for you. Mm. Yeah, I feel like even when I was first going, I think, well, I feel like if mom watches our episode, I guess this is her finding out. <laughs> but because I haven't told like my parents either. But I remember thinking when I would go, um, I still had that like. I really had that thing in my mind that I felt like something was wrong, like going to therapy. And I think that's why I was so uncomfortable with going, because even though I've always said it, that I feel like going to therapy isn't wrong or there's nothing wrong with you with going. But I feel like I there was just this one memory that I just kept having every time I would go, which was when someone had told me that it was like, um, like if there was something wrong with me, because I was I was always depressed um, and. I don't, and I don't know, I think it, it it got triggered once I started going because I didn't remember, remember about that thought until I started going to therapy. And I remembered that memory and I was like, and I started feeling like, is is there something really like wrong with me? And I think that's why I didn't tell anyone about it when I was first going to therapy because I was like, I feel like I want this to be like my own journey and just figure out what's going on. Um, and now like, I don't feel that way. Like, I know that, like, there's nothing wrong with me, and I don't think there's anything wrong with anyone wanting to go to therapy because I've always said it. Like, I feel like it's 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 part of your health. Like, it's part of, like, if you go to yearly checkups, like, for your body and stuff, I think you should also do it for your mind because, like, I think a lot of us just go through a lot. Like, how you said the world is, like, super, like... The world is a hard place to yeah. live in. So it's, like... I think everyone should try to go if you can. Like, I don't, and I don't think anything is really wrong with you. Um, and that's why, to me, at least at first, it was just very hard because I feel like just within our culture, it's sometimes, like, frowned upon in a way where it is, like, oh, because you're going, there is something wrong with you. Like, you're not, you're not tough enough mm-hmm. for, like, the world, and mm-hmm. that's why, like, you're not yeah. going to therapy or something. Yeah. Or they invalidate your feelings like, oh, it's because you're always on the phone or mm-hmm. it's because like you don't clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like seriously, people yeah. actually believe that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why, I, at least for me, I think at one point it just took me a while because it was just, I, I remember when I said it, I felt so determined. And then when I finally did it online, I just kept like, procrastinating i just Mm -hmm. kept like leaving it and i was just like and eventually i realized that the reason it it was just like i think i was just scared of like what i was going into like Mm -hmm. i was scared of like because i knew i know my traumas and i know that like what i'm going through and like the things that i'm i guess in a way like suffering about and so i think to me to kind of relive those and like talk about those things was that i was fearful of bringing them up because i didn't know like how how i would react or like how i would feel about them and so i think that's why like i prolonged it for so long because i felt like i wasn't ready to like do it yet Mm. for a while and then eventually when and again the other part was financially like i was just like i think i might not be able to like financially like if it's every once a week like how much am i gonna have to pay kind of thing but luckily because i have my insurance and like they work with my insurance like it's not that bad um it's legit like less than twenty dollars so like for me it's like perfectly fine like financially so then once that got over i was kind of like okay like i'm just gonna do it and if like and we'll see how long i can go and the other part was like also like if my therapist would be good or not like if i would like 
if they'd be able to relate to what you're talking mm-hmm. about right? yeah or if they, culturally it's it's different right yeah but i mean it was through the latinx therapy mm-hmm. so that was like the first part where it was like i feel like i would find somebody who can kind of relate or know about myself and yeah. like my culture and stuff yeah. so that was really helpful too um but yeah i mean if anyone ever wants to go i feel like you should do it you know take the leap you never know what you'll find that's good, bro. It's beautiful. Well said. I respect and I'm proud of you. And I have a lot of love for you. You're like a sister to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my favorite joke. <laughs> I was going to say that too. I was like, bro, that's always the, the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, because it's so funny because, I don't know, you and me have a very close relationship where sometimes it almost feels like a friendship too. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I, I guess it's bizarre, I guess, because like a, a lot of people don't have that. Mm. like with their siblings but i definitely like you're obviously my sister and you're obviously my friend too Mm -hmm. and i think those are both beautiful things because i know sometimes people think about like the family is is deeper than like of like a friendship but the way that some people's families are structured it almost feels like to have a friendship with your family member is even more something to be proud of because Mm -hmm. people can't even be friends because you you and me don't even have to try to be siblings. We just are. Yeah. But to have a friendship, we have to try and we have to have boundaries and we have to have a mature relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that's why I try to always make that joke because where I'm like, you're like a sister to me because I'm like, I just want you to know how much I do generally have love for you. Because mm-hmm. to me, a friendship is showing you. A friendship is my way of showing you that you and me are deeper <laughs> than blood. Yeah. Um. We're just yeah. that cool with each other. Yeah. And Brandon, this guy over here. Yeah. He's yeah. You're he's, like a brother to me. Y- you're almost there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> one more year, maybe. One more year. One more year. It's, only been, it's only been 19 years. Only, the, yeah. It needs to hit the 20-year mark. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> wild. I'm just kidding. It's just the spooky kidding. season. I'm scaring him. He's scaring me emotionally. <laughs> he's emotionally traumatized. I'm emotionally boo. scared. I'm emotionally yeah. scared. That's you're the emotional m- boo. I'm boo. Dead. Did I scare you? <laughs> See, there's there's deeper meanings to jokes, bro. There is deeper meanings to jokes. Is there? Is At there? least to my jokes. <laughs> 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 is everyone not like that? Go ahead. Julie. What's what's next on the All right. agenda? So, to up it a little bit. So on this show, if you guys don't know, we love King Taco, bro. I fucking I love King Taco, bro. Bro, I still I, keep hearing slander from about King Taco. From who? They crucified Jesus Christ. So yeah, <laughs> if there was only one perfect guy in the world, and you know what we did to him, we crucified him. And you know what that means? I feel like if you're not getting hate, then you're doing something wrong. To yeah. me, the hate means you're the goat, mm-hmm. bro. King Taco, like I literally eat it after everything, like a gym sesh, <laughs> which is bad. Um, but it's I, protein. I eat it whether I'm happy. I either whether I'm sad. I'm either whether I'm by myself. I either whether I'm with my family. I either I eat it with my friends. I do it. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah, it's probably my favorite comfort food. Like if I'm ever like, man, just need some king talk. Yeah, yeah. that like that one time we had a a bad shrimp trip. The <laughs> I always want to call it something like the infamous. Uh, King Taco like the after the supper? end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> like the last supper. But it's also good after a good time. Like after, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. always good. It's I don't know. It's good. personally never disappointed me. Yeah, I personally take offense, especially because knowing the historical context of King Taco, how mm-hmm. it was the first taco truck in the United States 
and how it's the father of tacos in Los Angeles. Yeah. I feel like how can you, it's almost disrespectful to not like them. Yeah. I feel like you can you cannot like them, but you have to give them respect. You know, for that <laughs> to be to be walking around and being like, oh, they're oh, whatever. You know, yeah. it's yeah. kind of like it's like it's a, almost like you're disrespecting a whole city. Yeah. I almost take it as far as you're disrespecting the culture of street food. Well, because it's it's the well, the first one is in Cypress Park. Shout out to Cypress Park. Shout out to Cypress Park. <laughs> I love that place. Um, the first one was started there, and like that's where his business happened, and like it all bloomed from there. Mm-hmm. And um. And I don't know, I feel like there's just a lot of history, and that's, like, specifically, like, L.A. Like, that's, like, the, like, that's, what do they call it? Like, a historic, like, landmark. Landmark. landmark like, yeah. <laughs> to it's L.A. A historical landmark. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, he was also, like, the pioneer of, like, tacos. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, uh, so another, like, fun fact about it is that there's a brother restaurant to King Taco. Is there really? Yeah. So there's a restaurant called El El Taurino, um, which is run by Raul's younger brother, Adolfo Martinez. Um, so that one is in Pico Union. So it blends a little bit into Koreatown, but it's mostly claimed Pico Union. Um, so, yeah. So basically, I was reading a whole article about it. And um, Don Adolfo talks about his brother and like how he basically is the pioneer of tacos because like, Back then, I think in like the nineteen like seventies, people used to just eat tacos with just the regular big size tortillas, and then so they both kind of were like, "Oh, we want to bring like Mexico here because there wasn't that many like Mexican food dishes here." So then, what Raúl Martinez did was that he brought the small little like uh, tortillas and he kind of started making those, and that's how he started making his his tacos. Wow. So he used to go to like soccer games and like he would make and package like tacos and then that's how he kind of started his business and then from there he bought like the ice cream truck which he converted into a taco truck and then from there because business started booming that's when he bought the place in cypress park and it was more i think um just where they would like produce like all the meat and stuff and like all the all the products and then from there he had another i think shop in like I forget what the street was, but he had the second one, which is why they always mix up Cypress and this other one. I can't remember the exact location, Um, but it's on third and something. And so from there, that one was more of just like you would pick it up at the window and then people would eat like by their cars. So that's like where people would eat on top of their cars and would eat tacos and stuff. And so then from there, that's how business started booming. And then that's when they created a lot more um, here and in the IE um and so yeah so then um but yeah so there there is a brother restaurant that is run by his younger brother adolfo martinez and i was reading an article that was on latacos.com um and so don adolfo says about his brother my brother was a great man he could do anything he could do anything in his lifetime he learned to do everything there was never any bad blood between us he was a great brother to me because people say that supposedly there's bad blood between them there's mm. beef uh, <laughs> ironic <laughs> <laughs> that's what i said in the article so i'm quoting the article <laughs> that wasn't my joke um but yeah i found out about it because uh, i don't know if you guys remember um on my story i did the mickey with the sope and like the two saltas oh, yeah. and so i had posted that and one of my friends was like is that king taco or or el taurino i think that's how you say it um 
And I was like, oh, it's King Taco. And he's like, oh, like, El Taurino, I think, is like a sister restaurant. And wow. I was like, what? I didn't know that. And so I looked into it. And, yeah, it's run by, like, his younger brother. Um, so he kind of, um, and people, yeah, say that there's, like, beef because, like, you know, they're, like, siblings or whatever. Or, like, they have the same food products and stuff. And um, in the article, um, Don Adolfo is like, no, like, there's no rivalry. There's a He's like, without him, I wouldn't have my own business. Mm. So, like, he... So, basically, yeah, my friend was telling me that a lot of their products also say King Taco on them. Uh. Um, and their most known, like, their specialty is their barbacoa. Barbacoa. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So, I was like, wow. I didn't know that. Didn't and so, then after that, when he told me... Because a lot of people also say, like, their tostadas are pretty good. So, I was like, I'm really down to go check it out if it's really, um, like, King Taco, you know? Bro, I'm fucking down. I'm down. I'm yeah. hella down. That's so shout cool. out to them. You yeah, know? It, it's cool. It make, it reminds me a lot that like the story of King Taco is almost like a story of the Mexican American experience mm -hmm. of just like a lot of people coming to this country trying to make a name for themselves, trying to build something for the community, and that's exactly what King Taco is. Mm -hmm. It's a small business that became a bigger business, and people came here in fruition. It's a sharing of the culture. So it's yeah. it's cool, bro. I, if anything, you made me fall in love. With King Taco even more, bro. <laughs> Especially because I have a brother. Mm. And then I and then Brian's my brother. In, a, in, in one year's time. <laughs> Bruh. In like five minutes, he, he changed you to his brother. I know. <laughs> you see? It's but the yeah. spooky season. But yeah, bro. That's I was cool. Like, wow. That's really cool. I had more love for King Taco. Yeah. I'm down to visit, bro. I'm so mad that people always hate on King Taco. Though. I don't get it. Like, I really don't. I've never, I've never yeah. had something that I felt was so objectively good. <laughs> I feel like And people are like Nah I don't like it I feel like really People yeah. really say It's overrated I oh feel like God. it's I feel like I don't I feel like it's perfectly rated I don't <laughs> I don't really know that rated. it's overrated <laughs> Yeah Overrated Overrated I don't know about overrated. I feel like over, I don't know about overrated. It's or people say it's like um, Cause it's been around For so long That people think it's like It lost It's like I will say this you know? A fun fact. <laughs> no. Fun, no, no. fun fact for uh, people who don't know this. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Raul Martinez, who started King Taco, our dad, Sam, I knew him. Do you remember that? Really? Yeah. So because. Well, they're related. Uh, well, no. They're related? No, 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 no. Because Raul Martinez, his, his business was in Cypress Park. My dad also had a business in Cypress Park. And so my dad, because he was in that community, he would hear little murmurs about like, Raul Martinez and he famously told me when I was younger um when they sold um the restaurant because Raul Martinez passed away mm -hmm. um and I think his sons ended up selling you can fact check this I could be wrong mm -hmm. um but apparently they sold uh their like company but I mean people still say it's as authentic but that's where the hate talk started mm. or people were saying that like oh it's not the same anymore uh, do you that know, ever since the brother sold it do you know when he died or when they sold it it was like 2010 2010 yeah. Well, then I disagree because I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I was a kid. Well, yeah, because there's there's a, there's a King Taco by the school we used to go to, and I remember I used to eat it all the time. I'd get quesadillas or I'd get um. I've been eating their quesadillas are fire. I haven't had the quesadillas in a minute. Uh, all right, and I've been eating it for a minute, mm -hmm. so I feel like it's always, it's been, always good. been good. Brother, so physical off. I I've told been, you. I've been addicted ever since I had one. Bro, I never can like eat enough tacos too. This last time I went, I ate ten tacos. I, I ate I ordered six <laughs> I ordered crazy. six yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ordered six tacos 
I finished them and I was like, I'm not satisfied. So I went back and ordered four more. Damn. Yeah. And so like, don't ever if you if you run into but me in get, real life, mm-hmm. no king taco slander, or I will literally <laughs> explode. But you get the asada, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one one criticism I've ever no, had. no, bro, blasphemy. Don't There's say only it. One criticism I've ever had of king taco. <laughs> Don't say it, bro, please. And that's that they're always rationing on that damn sauce. Oh, <laughs> I feel like they never give me enough. <laughs> always, this last time we went, we went after the premiere. Mm-hmm. I had three sobas, and they only gave me one sauce. Really? I was so mad. Well, I maybe, to, maybe I had, to, I had to like, you know, <laughs> I had to ration. Oh, you had to shake a cup. Yeah, I had to like. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. What was funny though, because I was trying to look more into if there was any like more background on the other restaurant. So I looked it up on like TikTok, and what was funny was that there was there was this page that was saying like, oh, like King Taco, like they're like, oh, people are gonna hate me for this, but King Taco is not that great. And then, and then the following person stitched it, and like, um, she was like, she's like, yeah, me too. Like, I don't really like King Taco, but you know where you should go, El Taurino. And in my head, I was like, aren't they like the <laughs> same thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny because I was like, I was like, if they're like brother, like restaurants, like it's more, it's, it's more yeah, it's more or less the same thing. And and then in the <laughs> reviews, well, in the same article from from LA Taco. In the same article, they were talking about how even the restaurant has its own bad rap in the fact that, like, they don't they don't give you enough salsa. Like, they charge you extra <laughs> for it. And so in my head, I was like, they sound the same. Like, because yeah. King Taco does that, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. For and, extra, um, yeah. And basically what uh, Don Adolfo said is that the reason he, like, rationed on a lot of the things, like the, like the what is it? Like, um, not the salsa, but, like, the different items that they give you, like, the little like radish and all those things is because he said that people wouldn't like hardly ever took them so it it mostly cost them a lot more money to like produce all those things mm, that's fair. so that's why he's like that's why we don't we don't give that much because people were so wasteful mm. so he was like so we stopped like giving more of those things low-key me I can so, low-key yeah me. <laughs> well because like there's some restaurants who did do give you those things yeah. and when you actually eat them like yeah, you just end up sure, throwing them sure. away. Yeah, I never really eat the radish. That's yeah, so. you know what's so crazy is I remember um, when I was younger. I told you this story, and I don't know if you. I don't think you were there, but I do remember my mom asked for more salsa, and they were like, "Oh, it's like fifty cents more." And my mom got fucking pissed, bro. She was like, blah, blah, blah. but she told me a, like a history lesson. I don't know if you ever heard of this. I full disclosure, mm-hmm. like take this with a grain of salt. I should look into this. Maybe next week I'll do a full deep dive. But she told me about how in Mexico there was these things called like the tortilla riots. Like, have you ever heard of it? Yeah, it uh, sounds funny. No, I haven't. I think that. I think that's what it was called, tortilla riots. I could be mistaking it, but it's something like that where it was like obviously old Mexico, where obviously because there was such a big division in classes, people who were poor could only afford to really get tortillas. So it had something to do with the fact that like. that started like a monument to when the riots happened it was kind of like you know how in in uh, western civilization there's like the bread like people were like let them eat cake that's all about how um the europeans were mad that they weren't getting like the proper amount of like bread so because Mm -hmm. it's like the most foundational like food that they can get yeah it was something like that my mom like took it like this is where i get it from she took (laughs) it like deep bro she was like nah like we this t- this is sending us back. She was literally saying some stuff like that about how that they charge for more salsa. Well, so that, that salsa is good, bro. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 
<laughs> she, but my mom was taking it deep. She was basically saying like, like charging for salsa like takes us back. Let's like, get some keep talking after. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Brother, yeah. This whole time when you guys were talking about it, I just kept thinking about the sopas. Bro, you mean this whole time that you were talking about it? When, <laughs> when did you first have the sopas? Was it when me and Izzy put you on? I know it, it was probably this year. Like, me and Izzy put yeah, you on. whenever that was. I don't know when that was. We okay. should okay. answer. So we'll I put cut, you on the sopas and I put you on the. On the, the, the burrito. Omni burrito. Shh, bro, you let me, No, I'm like, <laughs> I need a gatekeep. I need a gatekeep. Well, because because uh, I remember what I would always get from King Taco was just like three tacos, three or four, but mostly always just three. <laughs> like we're just I talking about our orders. Yeah, bro, the sopas are fucking good. I believe you. King I miss, bro, that last time though when we went after the premiere, I was so hurt that like the melon, the agua de melon wasn't there anymore. I told you, I sent you the post. I know, when it was the last day. I know, I know. Okay, they also didn't but, have manzanita, which was mad, making me mad. Oh, but that was at the other place. Maybe. The one in Cyprus has manzanita. Yeah, but I never get it. Boil Heights, bro. Something about the Boil Heights red sauce. You guys put like crack in that. I don't know what it is. Oh, so you're a red sauce fanatic? Yeah, the red sauce, but specifically the one in Boil Heights. I don't know what you guys put I'm in more, there. I'm more of a green sauce kind yeah. of guy. I put both. Y'all saw me. I put both of the sauces. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. She's inventing. <laughs> She's like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know about uh, Kintaco. I was glazing about Kintaco. But I love Kintaco. Um, they yeah, actually sponsored us. Them. They're technically they were They're like technically our first. on the books, yeah. Our first, our first sponsor. ever sponsor. Shout out to them. And so, they follow us on Instagram. Yeah, cool. I love them. I love them. Heart, Kisses and vessels. Hard should sponsor us again. <laughs> Shout but, out to uh, them. But Brandon, yeah, what oh, did yeah. you bring you this week? <laughs> okay, let me uh, look up on TikTok. Uh, just so I can cut it. <laughs> Not TikTok. Hey man, that's where TikTok. I get my uh, your news, uh, my news, the Gen shit. Z news. Yeah. He is the youngest. So shout out to Matt Lawrence of TikTok. He posted this interesting video. I guess I don't know what you call it. I guess it's like a rant, hot take, mm-hmm. where he talks about. Here's the title. It's called "Cringe Anti-Intellectualism and Gen Z's Boomerification." So basically what he's talking about was that he feels like the Gen Z generation is like in this state of always being afraid of uh, being like cringe. And he talks about how like if you're outside of the status quo, like let's say you do something funny, you get posted all over TikTok or on Twitter and you get shit on. True. And then he's like, there's even like comedy, like there's even people dedicated to like cringe comedy. And he shows like this video of like all oh, the FNAF kid. And he's like, he finds it interesting that like, passion or being outside of the status quo is found to be cringe mm. and he says that it's interesting because he feels like gen z tries to pride itself on being super like alternative but he was saying in reality they're not alternative at all that we that they're very afraid of being alternative mm. so they try to ride this line of like being self-aware of like oh i'm cringe or i'm on this but he's like just kind of saying that doesn't make doesn't really mean anything and the, I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting take. So I was wondering what you guys thought of it. Um, I'm a proud cringe person. Mm-hmm. I understand that you I are Gen am, Z. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I had, I've, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I've at least had this thought about how, and uh, I'm doing what my mom did. I'm about to get deep, but <laughs> I've always had this thought that if you are a Mexican American kid. Uh, Latino kid and indigenous ancestry kid, whatever it is, I think you're naturally born into the alternative. I think you are, you are, you can't be anything else but alternative. And the reason why I say that is because the system and the foundation and the constitution, everything was written more for the perspective of the white man. And so I think that when you're born or you're brought into this country, you can only naturally be alternative. 
because you are not fitting the status quo. So I've always thought that as a person who is a person of color, if you're not out there trying to be alternative, then you're doing a disservice because this nation wasn't made for you. I know it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> but this is just to say that I encourage every person to be cringe. I think that that's like cr to be cringe is to be free. To be cringe is to, to be, be your most authentic, and then, passionate self. And then the self. kids will wear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'll be a movement. No, but yeah, to be cringe is to be your most authentic, passionate self. And, you know, it goes back to um, what people have said for a long time where it's like let people enjoy things, right? Or it's. Um, uh, it's so weird, I guess, because like movies and media romanticizes being like that individual where you're unique. But like you said, like everybody wants to be that way. But in reality, nobody's being that way. Yeah. Because anything like I think about uh, furries, right? How it's so funny. If you were a fan from the very beginning, <laughs> you would see this like evolution of my feelings on furries. Yeah. At first I was a hater. Then I learned. Now I'm more of like, at least for when it comes to furries. Yeah, I understand that it might be a little fucking weird. Like, it might be a little strange. But they're doing something so passionately. That's technically being rebellious. They're the ones who are actually being alternative and doing something that most people look at with disgust and, gro and grotesque. Even, like, people who want to be influencers. Like, did you see that famous one of the chick who's dancing to the IHOP? Uh, pancakes? Have you seen that one? No. No. <laughs> what you talking about? Oh my god, that one's that one's so bad. But it's cringe, and it's like everybody's hitting on her. But that's what it's so weird is that the people that you hate the most is the people who are actually being the most rebellious, the most punk. It reminded me kind of of what Ayala was saying last week about how there's this argument about how punk is indigenous, and I agree a hundred percent. To fight the status quo is to reconnect. To fight mm -hmm. the status quo is to show indigenous remembrance. Um, so this is just all to wrap up with. I'm on the side of it's time to be cringe. It's time yeah. to be this cringe. movement. I'm Julie? cringe, but I'm free. Yeah, I feel like... Um, <laughs> 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 what did you just I, feel <laughs> I said I'm cringe, but I'm free. I'm dead. No, yeah, I just feel like... Um, I don't know, I guess being cringe and... <laughs> <laughs> and doing all those things i feel like you're just very authentic like it makes you seem very authentic and like how you want to like be funny on certain things and i think like it's fine it just sucks that yeah you get like bullied for it <laughs> because i think that's where like the negative the negativity is is that like if you if you show i guess your true self people laugh at it and like make fun of you for it or it's like, well, this is just how they are. You know, people are like, you know, weird and like funny. And like, I think that's completely okay, like to be that way. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong as long as you're not harming anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that guy's name? Do you remember he did the musical where he's the like, SN where he was like, guy. I should be on SNL. Do you remember his name? Uh, like, I don't remember. It's like Andy I, Samberg. It's like or Matt something. something. Matt LeBlanc or something. Man, what the fuck is I know, I know, but I, everybody I know. knows what you're talking about. I remember when that guy made that music, and it was funny. It was mm -hmm. funny. It was a little funny. <laughs> but I, I feel like that was when I feel like they completely lost me. Is I feel like they were way too hard on that guy. Mm -hmm. I feel like. They society society was society. Way, society lost you. Society Wait, so lost what me. was it? What did he do? He, he just, did a musical. He just he was just he was very inspired by Lin Manuel Miranda, like the Hamilton guy. Like he just liked musicals. So SNL, I guess, was auditioning, and he made like uh, 
He made an SNL. Can you look him up? So I get his name. Okay, skit? okay, fine. He made. He just made. He like made a, a musical where he was singing like, "I want to be the next SNL cast member." And then he also did one. This was at the time when there was also a big shooting. Um, oh yeah, I remember. And he so made like <laughs> he made like a that? musical because it it's, it's a little humorous. Where he made yeah. a musical about like school shootings, you know. And I get, you know, maybe he missed the mark a little bit, but people like bullied the shit out of that poor guy. I feel um, like it sounds familiar. Okay, okay. Uh, Jake Novak. Jake Novak. There we go. Y'all said what? Andy and, and I said I Andy was, Sandberg. I thought it was Matt. Jake Novak. But yeah, and I remember because uh, he works at Disneyland as one of the barbershop quartet. And the only one reason I know that uh, is because people followed him there damn. and were like filming him and like making fun of him. And I was like, what did he do? I feel damn. like he was just having a little fun. Damn, yeah. you know. It's giving, it's giving like, you know how people who are, they say that people who are the most homophobic are usually the people who are closeted. People who hate on the most cringe are, are yeah, people the, who are just want to be cringe too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like that one guy, I don't know if you see him, he's always cutting like vegetables and he's always like, ladies, be honest. You know? Oh, I know <laughs> who you're <laughs> talking about. Like, do you know? No. He kind of, he's giving lip from, from Shayla. Yeah, well, that's uh, obviously what he's like cashing in mm-hmm. on, right? So he's like, I guess he's like this handsome guy, right? And he's got tattoos and he's like, ladies, be honest. And he'll like, I cut. think I know you're talking and about he's yeah. cutting because I guess like cooking is hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Not, I mean, trouble's even a strong word, but I feel like even, even then, I was kind of like, is he really doing anything wrong though? I feel like he's just having fun, man. Like, I don't know. That always makes me a little sad. I think I've seen the video on Twitter. And people were making fun of it. Well, because he also did a rap song in response. And it was a little funny. It was. (laughs) I just think that there's also, at the same time, that there's a movement of, like, let people be cringe. There's equally been this movement that's been growing for the past couple of years where it's, like, let people hate. Like, let people hate. Like, it's fun to hate things. And you see that with some of these accounts. Like, some of these accounts literally love just making fun of people. And it's been like that because I think, in a way, that's also, like, the punk culture of, like, Everybody wants to be nice. Let's be fucking mean. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like a battle of yin and yang. Well, I think a battle of good and evil. Well, I think it's, it's also like the cyberbullying. Because it's like you can make fun of somebody and they're not going to do anything to you. But what about that? With Jake Novak, what do they fucking come to your job? Yeah, and dox you and shit. Like <laughs> I feel like... That's wild. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's hard. I, I, I think uh, if somebody brought up about how one of the... Th- dangers of tiktok is that people are addicted to the fact that they can blow up overnight and possibly that popularity will bring them out of poverty have you guys heard about this no it's kind of like it was kind of similar to tiktok you're talking about how it was like a hot take um and it talked about how that's why a lot of people do a lot more heinous things because he was addressing that some people say that people have always been like this it's just that there's more cameras now which he's like it's true but I think there's also an effect of where it's being escalated and it continues to get escalated mm-hmm. because people are making money off of other people's uh, struggles and like yeah. their pain and like their cringe, I guess you could say. I yeah. think there's even like a page that that if you show them a picture, they can they do all this research to figure out where that picture was taken. Oh, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, he's really good. People say that the oh, FBI mean, should hire you, him. You mean like where he'll where he'll be like, oh, this is where my parents propose to each other, and there's the picture in the background, and they don't find it. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. There's and then there's even like another version of it where there's a guy who it'll be like nobody will find this rock. Isn't that crazy? Because it's like it'll be here for a million years, and then he, he finds he the location yeah. Yeah. and he <laughs> and he gets the rock. I like the one where where there's this guy in the middle of the ocean. He throws it, and then <laughs> some guy in Scooby gear. Uh, 
duets it saying he found it. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I just think I think that the the <laughs> this is so funny. I don't know why I keep getting deep. But I think that it stems from our economic standing. <laughs> I think that the U.S. is having a hard time economic-wise, and thus a lot of people are having a hard time economic-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at gas prices. But I, I think that just goes to show that a lot of people are just unhappy right now. And so one of the one of the easiest ways to relieve yourself of unhappiness is to make somebody else unhappy, is to be like, I'm, I'm going to point all my negative feelings at this guy. And I think that's where a lot of the hate on the internet comes from. Is that it? It's just a reflection of what the country is going through and what the world is going through. Mm-hmm. And I think post pandemic, the world has been just going through a lot. Like yeah. people are just in a negative place, and because of that, people just want to find an outlet, even if you don't think it's that deep. I genuinely do think it's that yeah. deep. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I was just thinking right now. I feel like to a degree, people have always been like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like it's just, it used to be more personal. Yeah. Like, at school, I guess, people would bully you. As, it just makes me think of when people are always commenting, like, bring back bullying. I feel like I disagree. I feel like it's alive and well. It's never, <laughs> never I feel like it never went anywhere. Uh, it's just on, it's just on a different platform now, you know? It's on the internet. Yeah, now. I just feel like it's on the internet now. But I think people get away with it because it's like, oh, just turn off the screen, bro. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't think that's completely fair. I feel like everybody's on the internet now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've, yeah, it's crazy. What I'm thinking about is recently I was thinking about this too, of how I, I very much enjoy being like an outdoorsy person. And I think about how recently since we started doing the pod, because I'm trying to keep up with trends and trying to make the reels for an audience that at least enjoys them. Mm-hmm. I've thought about how there's a whole world going on on the phone. And some people, that whole term, right, that's popular now, chronically online, it's like a ha-ha funny joke. But it's true. I mean, some people spend all day on the phone. Yeah. Some people spend all day on their on a, in this virtual world to where you could argue that they spend more time in the virtual world than the real world. So at that point, when you think of, like, cyberbullying and you think of, like, the ethics behind, like, people being on social media, it starts to become more and more important because it feels as though we're becoming a digital world. You know, and mm. if we're all going to be living on this digital world, shouldn't we have ethics? Shouldn't we be thinking about things deeper? Shouldn't we be I think, like... I genuinely think the the better AI gets, though, there's not going to be much hate anymore. Because you know how the, like, you know how, like, uh, uh, on you can, like, censor, like, comments. words and uh, comments mm. and shit? I feel like AI will get good enough to where it can, like, figure out if you're being uh. an asshole or not. So people are going to have to get super creative with it, but... But, wait, damn, I just think... Wow, we literally said that would happen. <laughs> um, so for those of you watch, so those of you listening, um, <laughs> our painting just fell. Don't tell, um, don't tell Ayala. Yeah, don't tell Ayala. It's okay. The painting looks fine. It looks beautiful. It landed on Kermit. It landed yeah, on Kermit. I put it on there. You see, everything comes for a reason. <laughs> you yeah. see, bro, you're welcome. Oh, got a cushion. My my heart literally dropped, bro. I was like, I hope it doesn't break, but it, it looks fine. It, it looks was a fine. ghost. Yeah, <gasps> spooky season. It's true. I didn't even. It didn't even register. That that's what happened. I was just like, "Where's that noise coming from?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was saying. Um, I'm sure that'll have a negative effect too. If if AI does get that good, because I'm I'm sure, um, then people would just use that in real life. Fuck, like I can't hate on the internet. I'll just hate in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's did a you, full circle. Did moment. you guys ever like not experience it? But did you guys ever see people get bullied in high school? In high school, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. I guess. I guess <laughs> you're gonna be I like guess. you're gonna rationalize it. No, I, I wouldn't call it bullying. I guess. I guess I was thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like from that guy's perspective, that was yeah, that was I agree. That was too fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I was thinking about at least my high school experience, and it never felt like it was. Like, it felt like people still had their cliques, but nobody kind of, like, fucked with anyone. Yeah. It just wasn't, like, in the movies. Yeah, like, nobody I got agree. shoved into a locker. Well, we but didn't like, have lockers. Yeah. Well, that's why. <laughs> exactly. That's why. You know? Like, I, don't, I never really saw anybody physically get, like, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was more like... Well, because the only reason I say that was because I'm like, is it the fact that, like, for us... Like, our our generation was kind of, like, hearing a lot of, like, don't bully people. So, people wouldn't, like, showcase it that so much. So, we're repressed. And yeah. that's why everybody's mean online. Maybe. Oh. Hot take. Interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, because the anti-bullying campaign started because of Columbine. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's something new. Well, that's why in the 80s, and if you look at all the 80s, 70s movies, that's why bullying was so fucking harsh. Well, the <laughs> teachers would literally look the other way because they're like, that's just high school. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's why, that's what I'm saying because... And that's why I asked, because I was like, in high school, I feel like, like, I would see people be mean to each other, but it wasn't to, like, a certain extent. And that's why I'm like, is it that, like, for us, we were just taught a lot more that, like, you shouldn't bully, so people wouldn't bully as harshly, because, like, or, like, showcase it a lot. And that's That's why I think that's why I started going more into the internet, because, one, yeah, we were starting to have phones, but it was just like because you weren't allowed to do it at school, you started doing it online because it's like no one's going to do anything because there's no rules or regulations on the Internet. That's interesting. It makes me think then is there like some value in creating outlets where people can express their hate? <laughs> right. Because if it's if the if what you're saying is true, then that means there's something innate in every person where they got to hater. They got to be a hater. And they and if they don't find an outlet to do it, they'll like go to the Internet They'll go do it in person. Well, I guess you know? it's like every emotion, right? You got to express it somehow. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, this is getting real deep. I'm <laughs> not, what, what could what could society create yeah. for outlets? I mean, <laughs> people say. I mean, that's why like, there's the gym heads. Who they seen, say they use it in, at the seen, gym to grind. You seen those? Uh, oh yeah, those gym heads. That's interesting. I use my hate, and it made me stronger. <laughs> well, I guess that's interesting because even <laughs> even them, they're like their own subculture. You even have. Uh, People like gym, uh, cells? gym cells, bro. Well, like people like Joey Swole, right? You know who that is, right? Uh, I think, so. yeah, yeah. He's, the guy he's who's anti like being uh, toxic culture, right? Yeah, he's anti gym culture. He's always duetting, like yeah, yeah. When like, like oh, yeah. they're recording you, and like, why yeah. do you and pass like, in front of my? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, shame family. on you, young man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's he's cool. cool. He's cool yeah, he's out there. He's like Batman patrolling yeah. the streets. I never said Justice. thank you. I never said thank you. I think never have to. He does more than just like gym stuff too. Sometimes, no. I've mostly only seen him do at like I, gym stuff. I think he like every once in a while he'll do like some some other I, stuff. I no? think I think you're thinking of Bradley. I think she's thinking of Bradley, uh, the guy with the oh, podcast, two sixty brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think you're thinking of you're confusing him with that guy because they look similar. Do they actually? Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you, you're probably confusing him with him. Are they both bald? Yeah, I mean they yeah. both wear hats. They, they're both they both yeah. are bald actually. Yeah, uh, they're both that, buff, bearded, big dudes. I guarantee you, you're confusing them. Maybe because yeah. I've never seen an, uh, Joey Swole do anything else. I think he's just also a bodybuilder. But yeah, and then Bradley, he's a bodybuilder. They, but he's cool. We look him on the podcast. Yeah, I'd be down. He's. I do like that he plays into the joke. He now asks like yeah. almost every guest, like I'm too sixty, brother. You think yeah. I could take you? No, I meant Joey Swole. Oh, him. He's cool too. Yeah, I don't know him. He gets a pass. Um, I like when he sometimes talks about like the gem stuff. I always, I, I only once have I seen someone be like, "Bruh, you're you're over exaggerating." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, let, let's get King Taco and go to the gym after. Okay, sounds like a good day. 
But uh, that's all I have for my segment. So yeah. I guess we'll wrap it up with you. Yeah. So to end off the 40th, grand 40th Halloween extravaganza, I want to talk about Vivek Ram Aswamy. Have you guys heard about him? I think you have. Um, I have. So for context. Oh, it's a person. I thought this was yeah, like a holiday. It's a <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a person. It's a spooky, spooky. I'm going to give it's everybody a, a scare. Person. I'm going to give everybody a scare. So this guy, he is running for president. If you haven't heard his name, maybe when I explain it, you'll be like, oh, he's him. Um, he's running for president for the 2024 uh, Republican president candidate. Um, and he said that if he becomes president, he's going to send back and deport Every person who was born in this country and granted birthright citizenship, but had illegal parents. So, or undocumented parents is the better term to use. Um, so, like, me and my sister, that's literally us. Both of our parents were undocumented, but we were granted citizenship, birthright. And he said that every person who is basically like me and Julie are, would get deported back to our natural countries. Which is interesting because I did research on him <laughs> and both of his parents are actually not citizens. Um, he, he will, they were, they both came from India and he was born here while they were both not citizens. And he said that that's different. He oh. said, he said, he said that that's <laughs> well, different. Because well, one, cause he said, cause he says that his parents came here legally. Yeah. They came here legally. They we weren't citizens, but they came here le- legally. Mm. Um, so. and he's like, so it's different. <laughs> that's a little funny. That's and different. And it's like I don't think. Yeah. Well, because c- it was funny because it's it's an interview and it's a it's a white lady, right? I think I'm assuming she's white. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's true. And so it's a white woman. Well, I mean, she has blonde hair, blue eyes. So. Yeah. So I'm assuming <laughs> she's she's I don't know. You know. Yeah. You never Acor- know, I according guess. to that other video of what what is it, Jenna Ortega and all the uh, people. Anya Taylor. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he's on this like interview thing, and she's like asking him. She's like, so look her clarification so both your parents aren't from here right and he's like yeah like they're but they came here legally whatever his mom is a citizen but his dad isn't yeah. and he said that his dad chose not to be a citizen um and so he's like um but he got his citizenship by like birthright or whatever and then when she says something about that he's like but you also got um uh oh, yeah. citizenship through birthright and so then it's kind of like but it's a white woman you know like it's like yeah she's like from here and so he's also saying like but you know that isn't (laughs) true though what that isn't true what he said because yeah he points at the interviewers like but you tell got citizenship through birthright but that's not true because assuming that her parents are both american citizens when she was born if she had been born in another country she would have still have been granted American citizenship even if she wasn't born on American soil because both of her parents were American citizens. Mm-hmm. So technically what he's saying is wrong. Yeah. Um, but I more conceptually am interested because he's a he's a brown person of color, uh, Indian descendant. And I'm like, I want where does that come from? Yeah. I was right? saying the same thing. Right. Because he was saying like all those things because I've been seeing it on TikTok and I watched the debate. Because, I mean, the debate was, like, the biggest thing, right? Um, and then the interview happened, and there's a lot of people who are stitching it and are, and are like, bro, like, be aware that there's this guy who's saying that he's basically going to deport, like, entire families. Yeah, millions of people. Yeah, like, it's not just, like, I guess, undocumented people, but it's also them plus their families. Like, even if you were born here. And so, yeah, and so then I just thought, like, that was crazy. And, and to me, 
because of his story like his story is that his parents are also immigrants yeah right um and so like yeah his mom got citizenship and like but even the the reporter is like but you were born before or after she got citizenship and he was like oh i was born and then she became a citizen yeah, so before. so he's like it doesn't even make sense either to yeah. his claims but in my head i was like but where where does this come from like why is it that like he feels this sort of way to i guess like yes, undocum- yeah. undocumented people like i remember the whole time i was like but where does this come from like yeah, why is it that he's like, yeah like yeah. why is he because it's his own family too because it, it would mean that then his own policy applies to him <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. like what yeah. it doesn't make sense like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me yeah and the whole and i remember just thinking about it well one my other concern was like bro if people actually vote for this guy like i just think that's wild like yeah. that he that that's the one of his policies that he thinks that like he can yeah. do that because it's like how do you do that like how do you especially people who yeah, are already right? citizens like and they were born here like that's part of citizenship yeah. and like when you're born here like that's your well, right I mean, kind of thing people take pride in being first generation so i guess people who you first thing to take care of is people who are like oh look up hashtag first gen <laughs> and i guess like the government <laughs> finds us this that on way Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I think that's crazy and uh it, it is funny because it does i guess um fit the spooky vibe because it is initially scary when i found out about it it was obviously in the propaganda way where they're like, did you hear that this U.S. Uh, presidential candidate says that he's going to send back all the people who uh, uh, were basically granted birthright citizenship? So, like, anybody who's first gen. And that's, like, initially scary, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, what? Like, I'm going to get deported? I'm yeah. a citizen. Mm. Um, and and not only and the second thing was like, well, honestly, I started already rationalizing. I was like, well, I mean, I do kind of like Mexico, so I guess I'd be okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then when I deep dove into it, I was like, what? This guy is so like is a walking contradiction. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's probably an aspect of him that is like self hating or like is projecting. Mm-hmm. But my opinion is, I think a lot of these guys are just saying shit like that. Like, for one, I feel like he knows it's getting a reaction. And I think with Trump, mm-hmm. like, mm. he, he, a lot of people figured out, like, oh, just be outrageous. And, like, yeah. any publicity is good publicity. I mean, that worked for him. You know what I mean? Build the wall. Yeah, you know, that kind of Because yeah. remember Trump said the same thing? He said he was going to end birthright citizenship, that he wanted to get rid of that. And then he didn't do that. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't take this seriously, but I'm just saying that I feel like a lot of these guys, I feel like, just make big claims like that Mm. but even like like getting to the bottom of why he would say that period i also think that like the way i think about it the way that helps me is i feel like i think of the guys who are always like talking shit about the environment and saying like it's all bullshit Mm. i feel like all of these guys to a majority they're all adults i feel like they know that they're wrong or they know they know that i don't ever really get the vibe that these guys really believe what they're saying yeah i heavily get the vibe that like you're saying this because someone's paying you to say this Mm. Or, like, you're saying this with an intent. Like, you know, I feel like he's saying this because it's reactionary. Yeah. It's like, one, somebody, somebody's paying him who believes strongly in that. And he's like, whatever, I'll say that. I mean, that's it's going to give me votes, you know? So that's just my opinion on it. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just kind of like trying to be reactionary. Yeah. Trying to be like. Well, I saw it, I saw the, like, 
uh, Latino like Mexican pages posted that's why I was like damn like that ass like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is crazy though yeah that right is crazy, that is yeah. crazy that's a crazy claim to be yeah I saw the first video that I saw was from like uh, a Latina like yeah creator, and mm-hmm. she was like talking about it mm-hmm. we probably um, saw the same one yeah and then I saw the official from meet the press is he like, the same video. guy that said they wanted to invade Mexico no I don't think it's the same guy right I don't know. I didn't even. I mean, know I think they all time. said that they that they. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that was a general question. Oh, so really? They all, yeah. So that's like a main. That one's even crazier because that one's just a main Republican. Like all the Republicans are kind of like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, that's that's even crazier. Spooky that's, season. I don't know. That, well, that, they that would, one's scary. To yeah, me. well, because they would ask questions like, oh, like they even asked about Trump or something. They like if if he's found guilty, like would you guys still like want him to run or some shit? It was uh, some question crazy. like that, and they all rose their hand. They were like, "Yeah, it's fine." Uh, and didn't then, he, didn't yeah. he just get found guilty or not guilty? Something happened where they they found him that he was inflating his funds or something like that, mm-hmm. and Trump Jr. too, like a bunch of them. But really? Yeah, yeah, I haven't looked into it. Yeah, they found they found something, but I can't remember. I feel like I don't know the the one about invading Mexico. I think is kind of scary. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's like right there. Oh, because that know? one was yeah. in the Republican debate, bro. They all had to answer to that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I just think it's interesting. Not interesting, but like uh, it's crazy that it's floating around in their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they all said they wanted to invade because of what fed the cartels fentanyl right? or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, we would do it." And they all said basically the same thing. They were like, "Yeah," because of the crisis of all that stuff and they were like yeah we'll do it and then yeah and then that guy was talking about immigration or whatever yeah it just seems like they're republicans in general just taking more and more of a negative like perspective on mexicans which is something to be aware of yeah spooky season i guess (laughs) i just think it's interesting because it's like that's like it's like right there i feel like not that it's ever okay but i feel like usually i'm you're used to hearing about that kind of shit on the other side of the world mm-hmm. but like we're in la that's like you know that's like a, how long a, of a drive is it? i think it's like three hour drive to the border it's like right there here. you know yeah. it's like right there some people walk some yeah. people have walked yeah. from there that's crazy and people i have friends who go on the weekend like <laughs> no yeah that's and that's crazy too because i feel like um there's a big uh latino population in the united states yeah. so that's a big people a portion of like i guess soldiers who would be going to their homelands yeah, yeah. you know what Texas, uh, recently there was a study that came out that said that uh, Latinos are actually a bigger population in Texas than whites. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. dead ass. And, and I was like, damn. Did that, yeah, well, people say that there's a lot of conservative uh, Mexicans in Texas that they're, well, because I've seen memes on it. Yeah. Where it's like, it'll be like, um, uh, have, you, have you seen that, that video? I'm not going to repeat what he says because he says like a slur. But they ask you, you as a Mexican-American, what's the thing that you like the least? And he's like, Paso Pluma. Have you seen it? It's a joke. It's <laughs> no, a joke. But no. it's like this Mexican dude. And the comments are all like, the Mexicans in Texas be like this. <laughs> <laughs> Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma and all these. He, he was basically just saying like slurs. Um, but it was a joke. And uh, I, I don't know. I think about how I also thought about when I saw that my, rea- my reaction to the whole like deporting back Mexicans. Was like, bro, like Brandon, like you're gonna be alone, bro. These are that's literally all my friends. All my friends are like first gen. Yeah, it's everybody I know. <laughs> it's you're just, not gonna see us anymore. It's We're gonna, gonna be in Mexico. It's that's gonna be crazy. like the last episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where it's just Will in the we'll, empty house. We'll be in Mexico during the war. 
Well, you guys have property in Mexico, right? Yeah, me and Julie would be okay. You guys would be all right. I, I mean, I, I hope the homies would be all right too. Some of, some of my homies live in better places would than you, the others. Would you flee? Would you flee to like Canada or something? No, I would probably stay in Mexico. Mexico's pretty big. It's even mountainous. During, no, I mean, even during the war? No, I mean like, <laughs> would you flee like deportation? Like, would you flee? Oh, uh, to like Canada? I don't know how that works. No, I think we have a good amount of family to where we'd probably just be like, I guess. Or I what would you think, Julie? What would you want? Yeah, I, I guess feel like, well, because, I mean, in the area that we are, isn't, like, that bad. So yeah. I'm like, eh, let's just go to Mexico, yeah, the bro. scariest thing we have to worry about is the, the volcano. I feel like that's, like, millions of people, though. I that feel is. like, is. I feel like even is. if he, like, genuinely was like, that's the only thing I'm going to focus on, to mm-hmm. do that seems borderline impossible. It seems yeah. logistically yeah. impossible, yeah. right? Like, I don't know how you would even do that. That yeah. seems like, that seems like it'd be one of those things that's, like, like the Trail of Tears. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. scary. Almost. I just, yeah. I just think it's crazy because it's like his family, like his parents are immigrants. Like his dad is not a citizen. Like, yeah. and to me, I'm kind of like, so did they do so, something to you? So are you sending yourself back? Yeah. Like, are you sending your parents back? It makes me, and this is so fucked up, but it makes me think about like, like, did your like homies bully you a lot growing up? And you feel like, I'm tired of these <laughs> first gen immigrants. Like, well, I don't know. Somebody's got to send them back. Well, well, because we can only give the perspective of us and we're just like, again, like we're just there. But there's a lot of people who like can't just like hop on a plane or like on a car and just or walk it. You know, there's a lot of people who aren't from these surrounding areas of the United I States. I know. And yeah. Know? And you're, we're talking about the Latino perspective. There's yeah. immigrants of other countries, yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so it's like that are also going to be affected. I feel like, like that's got to be like half the country. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's why. Yeah. That's I'm like. Oh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just weird. It, People were saying yeah. that the reason his dad didn't get citizenship though was because he owns land in India, and there's something about like about oh, if his you, citizenship. If, if you get like, like citizenship, they take it away or something. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. I don't it's, know how real that is, but that's what people yeah. were saying in the comments that that's why his dad chose not to get. Because yeah, he yeah, says yeah. that he's like, my dad chose not to get citizenship. Is this guy like super popular? Like, is he like? Um, I mean, popular enough to his clips going viral. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I gen- but in my opinion, I genuinely just think he did that yeah. to get put on. The I map. think I think it's because he's also one of like the only like brown candidates. Yeah, no? ironic, yeah. right? Yeah, and I oh, think I, that's why I think he's he's a little big because he's the only one yeah. that's like non-white. I mean, bro, that makes sense. Then why now? Now it's all making sense. All the clues are coming in because, like you said, it's to make a big name. But like you said, he's also one of the few brown candidates on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Republicans who are super obviously conservative racist. and racist, they're like, well, why are we going to elect this guy? He's a person of color. He's going to side with them. But him saying this policy shows you like, oh, oh wait. He doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like, you know? No, not just that. Like it shows you that he's like, nah, I'm not like them. Like yeah. if you see, I, I would do that to them. Yeah. So I think it is just yeah. it, just his like publicity stunt. Yeah. Um. So and hopefully... My the spooky tale doesn't scare you guys. Yeah. Also, small tangent. Um, you know what I learned recently? I learned that uh, melting pot. You know how people are always like the United States is a melting pot. You know, isn't that like? Doesn't oh, that gonna... come from from like a racist term? Yeah, like yeah. Did you know the mel- melting pot is, is like a racist term? No. Yeah, it is. It's so it's like uh, the term came from because they it, all the immigrants that would come to the United States. Their heritage and their uh, ethnic traditions would melt off of them, so that way they would just assimilate into the United States. 
Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. And Why? I and I always say that the United States is a melting pot. I had no idea that it had like a super problematic origin. That's but, yeah, crazy. Just a just a uh, small so thing to end. So don't say it anymore. Little historical. Yeah, I guess don't say that anymore. <laughs> I don't know about don't say, it, but just know that when you do say it, it me- used mean. to mean that. Yeah, but uh, that 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 go ahead and does it for uh, the 40th spooktacular. But uh, I guess uh, everything's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Throw, throw that. No, it's spooky season. Everything's spooky. Yeah. Spooky's everything. No, spooky's cool. Todo chido. Just say all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to all our patrons. Shout out to Daniel Villanueva. Shout out to Yoel. Shout out to Catherine. Shout out to Jada Chicano. We appreciate your patronage. And if any of you viewers want to join the Patreon, we greatly appreciate it. Our link is always in the bio. Um, if you want to get a, a shout out and a hand on the wall, go ahead and do that. Um, but until uh, until next week, guys. Uh, so we'll see you then. We'll see you then. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Bye.